0: Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hey, church family. It's such a privilege to share God's word with you today. Are you ready for the Bible? Okay. Romans 5, 3, and 4 says this. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering is produces pure perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. Let's pray. Father, thanks for your word today. Thank you for the power and the authority of your word. And we pray today that as we listen to your word, God, that our hearts would be open and Lord, that you would speak to every single heart that's listening today. We thank you for your ability to reach us. We thank you for your ability to speak to us. And Lord, I pray today for the empowerment of your Holy Spirit to share what's in your heart. Let it be imparted today. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm really excited to share this uh, message with you today. It's called, Let Me Out. And uh, this message kind of came to me when I was doing my devotions this past week. I was reading the story of Noah in Genesis 6 through 9. And I find there's Noah and there's his family in the ark. And I realized he's been in this ark for like a year. And I, of course, thought, now that's a quarantine, right? And, you know, you got Noah, you got his Three sons, you've got their wives, you've got Noah's wives, and umpteen animals, and I'm like, gosh, I'm thinking, just the smell alone would probably drive me nuts. And y'all, you know, they didn't have Netflix, they didn't have YouTube, they didn't have social media. I am sure that they were thinking, I don't know if it was day 99, day 100, day 300. I'm sure they're thinking, just let me out, right? And, you know, let me give you a little bit of backstory of what's going on here in this story. You know, from the days of Adam and Eve until the days of Noah, um, the evil in man had just progressed and progressed. And it was, Like a cancer. This is how Genesis 6 5 and 6 say it. It says, The Lord said, How great the wickedness of the human race has become on the earth, and every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all of the time. The Lord regretted that He had made human beings on the earth, and His heart was deeply troubled. And I thought, Man, It's a sad day when God looks on the earth and there's so much evil that he actually regrets making man. And so what the Lord decided to do is he was going to hit the reset button. Uh, He would bring a flood to stop all this evil. But Noah, he found favor in the eyes of the Lord. In Genesis 6, 9, it says Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. So what God decided to do is he said, I'm going to save Noah and his family through this ark. He'd hit the reset button on humanity, but he would restart with Noah's family. By the way, Jesus is our ark. When we hide in Christ, we are saved. And we find that all through scripture, that all these types and pictures that point us right back to Jesus. So the ark, the ark is this place of safety, right? But it's also a place of confinement. It was temporary, but it lasted for about a year. Try telling your family anything's temporary when it lasts a year, right? The fact is confinement and um, that kind of uh, solitary confinement um, doesn't seem very temporary after so many days, right? You know, our natural inclination um, is to focus in that kind of situation on just getting out. So we begin to ask ourselves, right, how am I going to get out? How am I going to get out of this confinement? How am I going to get out of this quarantine? I feel trapped. Let me out. I got a question for you today. Are there places in your life today where you feel trapped? You know, the quarantine is an obvious one. But, you know, sometimes people feel trapped by their jobs. Some people feel trapped in their marriage. Some people feel trapped in their, their family life. Other people, you might feel trapped in your finances. The question often comes up as, how am I going to get out of these circumstances? And really, that's not the right question most of the time. Sometimes we go, how can I change all these circumstances? And sometimes that's not even the right question. A better question is, how am I going to change through these circumstances? A better question is, who do I want to be when it's time to leave the ark? The first thing that Noah did when the flood was over and it was finally time to come out of the ark, it says in, in Genesis 8, 20, it says, Then Noah, he built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of the clean animals, clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. And I just thought, man, this is just like a really amazing part of Scripture. That the first thing they record about Noah Coming out of that ark is he's building this altar, which is this place of worship. It's a place of of sacrifice, and it's a place where he would give an offering to the Lord. The first thing Noah did when he got out of the ark tells us a lot about who he chose to be during his time of confinement. That that was what was in his heart to do as soon as he gets out, and that's what I love about that story. Is I'm thinking. Who do I want to be on the other side of confinement? Who do I want to be on the other side of things that I don't like and things that I can't control? We have some other examples in the same scripture where Noah's sons are going to respond to what's going on. What happens is Noah built a vineyard. This is in Genesis 9. And later on, he would drink of his vineyard and he actually got drunk which I'm sure um, Noah's not loving that this gets recorded in scripture for all time to be. On the balance, Noah's a really amazing guy, but it puts this story in there where Noah gets drunk. And so Noah's son, Ham, he has got, Noah's got three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Ham found his dad, Noah, in his tent naked. And he responds by just running and going and telling his brothers, Shem and Japheth, and just says, hey, you know, this is what's going on with dad. But Ham's brothers respond very differently. Shem and Japheth, they decide that they're going to go and cover their father. And so they actually devise a plan where they're going to walk in with this covering and they walk in backwards so they don't see their dad naked and they cover him. And I find this scripture really interesting because... Ham, he decided to expose his dad, and he was critical and judging and ready, ready to go and tell other people about what his dad had done and his failures. Shem and Japheth, though, they decided to cover their father, and they were gracious. They were forgiving. But we're certainly in a period of history where, you know, we really have a choice about how to respond to all the confinement and restrictions that, that we're walking through. We can allow it to build in us a critical spirit and an angry spirit and something that we're not really pleased of in ourselves. Or we can decide to be people who extend grace and who lead people to God and who want to see people forgiven and and restore the broken. I'd much rather be the Shem and the Japheth in this story than the Ham in this story. Now the reality is difficult seasons are often defining seasons. Last week, if you caught our series on stories, I was interviewing Pastor Chris, and there was a portion of the interview that didn't make it into the the final cut, if you will. And it's about when Pastor Chris was in Bible college. He was in this really intense internship and taking classes, and there was a lot of long hours. It was quite intense, very large workloads, and In fact, when I met Pastor Chris for the very first time at that Bible college, he was running on fumes and just really tired. But in this story that he had shared last week, it talks about how in this really intense um, season, that while it was difficult, it created an endurance in him. And the reality is difficult seasons can actually produce some of the greatest things inside of us. Romans 5, 3, and 4, again, it says this, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Now, y'all, I know none of us go looking for suffering. But what the scripture is saying is, listen, we can glory in our suffering because suffering doesn't have to be wasted. It can produce something. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Come on. Character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I love that. Let's let the hard stuff in life produce the good stuff in us. Let's not let it be wasted, but let it build something in us. Let's respond in a way where we come out on the other side better. So my question is, when this season of confinement is over, Um, How do you want to come out of the ark? Who do you want to be when you come out of the ark? I know for myself, uh, I've had to make changes even along the way with the quarantine and everything going on. The first couple weeks when I was trying to figure out how to do everything uh, differently and new and just the pressure and the weight and the responsibility of it, I got to admit, I was pretty cranky. And uh, there were several times in my house that I had to go and apologize to people for just being cranky. But I also made a decision along the way. I thought, I... Am not going to become this person through this season of difficulty, and the thing I love is you know when we 're humble, when we ask for forgiveness, when we go to God for help, he gives us grace is what Peter says He grants grace to the humble, and so I just humbled myself and just said, God help me, and I can sense him helping me have virtue and helping me to approach things different because I just want to come out a better person on another front. You know, I've I've joked with my friends that, you know, you've heard of the freshman 15 where, you know, college students go and they they add on 15 pounds the first semester of college. I feel like the COVID-19, I figured out where the 19 comes from. I feel like I've been wearing it because I have become a bigger person throughout the COVID thing. And uh, I remember telling Elizabeth one day, I said, Elizabeth, I said, I'm pretty sure the dryer is shrinking my clothes And um, she looked at me and I said, and when I went and got on the scale, the scale said I weigh more than I should. And Elizabeth, she was so sweet. She said, you're telling me that the dryer and the scale's broken? (laughs) I love that girl. I had to make some changes. Um, Otherwise, I think I was going to continue to blow up. But, you know, these times of adversity and these times of challenge, we make decisions along the way. And I want to tell you today um, you're going to come out of the ark. You're going to come out of this season. And I want to also give you a word of hope that the natural rhythms of life, they are going to return. It's one of the things I saw in this story. It's, a, you know, when, when Noah and his family came out of the ark, God gave Noah two promises. And the first promise he made is he said, listen, I'm not going to destroy the earth with water again or with a flood again. And I give you this um, sign, and it was the sign, of course, of the rainbow. And, you know, it was a comfort to Noah and his family. Like like this was a one-time event that this particular thing was going to happen. But there was a second promise that God gave Noah. In Genesis 8, verse 22, it says this, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, Summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. You see, it's God who created these natural rhythms of life. Seed time and harvest, summer and winter, day and night. And what God did is he promised Noah. He says, listen, this rhythm, these rhythms that I have created, you can count on them. And you know, that promise applies to you and me as well we can count on the fact that our rhythms of life are going to return and so really the question is who do you want to be when those rhythms of life begin to return who do you want to be when you come out of this season of confinement it's it's like you're in a cocoon if you will and uh, you know with a cocoon you, you go in as a caterpillar And uh, it always amazes me when you look at a a caterpillar going to a cocoon that they come out this beautiful butterfly. And I think we have this opportunity to have some really beautiful things created in us. But I want to encourage you, don't go in the the cocoon as a caterpillar and then come back out just an angry caterpillar (laughs) that you were locked up in there. Let the transformation happen. Let God work in you. Interact with Him in a way where the confinement and the restriction and the frustration and all those things actually end up producing perseverance and character and hope because it will not disappoint. I want to take a moment and I want to pray for you today, okay? Father, I just thank you for folks who are listening today. I think for most of us, Lord, We've experienced some highlights within us of how we've responded to things. But I think there have been things along the way where we haven't responded well. And God, we just take this moment to just repent and just say, God, change us. Help us to just turn around and, and go a different way. God, we want to come out of this thing with some beautiful things in us and through us rather than the alternative. But we know, God, that we need your help. Help us, Lord Jesus, to persevere. Help character to be formed in us. Let hope, Lord, be formed in us. And Lord, we trust you today. And God, we know rhythms of life will return. And Lord God, seed time and harvest, summer and winter, day and night, these are things that cannot be resisted. These are laws that you have put been put in place and we can count on these rhythms in life. God, we thank you. I pray for those who just desperately need your empowerment, your help, and your encouragement today. And I pray, God, would you minister to them and meet them right where they are. I thank you, Jesus. We honor you. You are our hero. Amen. Are you in a place today where you need more of God in your life? Are you looking for next steps in your faith? I want to encourage you today to ask Jesus to come into your life today to get baptized, to connect with a community of believers. And if that's you today, we would be honored to help you. Would you go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps? We want to hear from you and we want to help you in that journey because there is nothing like the journey of following Christ. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.